And that has been on in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it in the Big Ten Championship. He's in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. Round, pilau. Round, the round, round mound of rebound. of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. However, by being caust- caustically optimistic, it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. up out there welcome in uh, to a, a tuesday edition of the uh, starting lineup here on 98 on the game espn radio a solo edition of the uh, starting lineup uh, today travis sparks here uh, flying a uh, solo and i got a good show lineup for you anyways coming up here on uh, today's uh, program going to be hitting up on all the local sports that happened uh, last night uh, girls of uh, basketball from uh, last night including a uh, huge accomplishment by uh, altima indians grace nelson uh, that we'll get into as well and we'll preview all of the upcoming matchups for this evening take a look at the uh, schedule we got uh, two uh, big ones on our family of uh, networks with uh, C- cumberland going up against a KZ over on WCRA and a 1A versus 2A matchup over on a Jack FM with Altamont and a Newton. And we'll take a peek at all the other matchups, of course, as well. And we'll also hit up on another major matchup that is happening tonight on our family of networks, a game that has been highly talked about. If you are new to the program or if you're a a diehard listener. We appreciate you either way. But you know that it's a, a big one important to this show. I know Eric's kind of backtracked on the importance of this game or kind of backtracked his confidence level in a, a certain team that's going to be taking the court tonight in MSG. That's right. I'm talking about the Jimmy Avia Classic. It is Illinois versus FAU tonight, a matchup that we have been waiting for since the very beginning of the year and when the schedule came out for this contest so we'll take a look at uh, that matchup and i'm not gonna let since eric's not here i'm not gonna let him get away with backtracking on his confidence in fau winning this game we're still gonna have something riding on that and uh it's for bragging rights but we'll get into that more and we'll explore what else happened in uh, college basketball tonight with the other matchup of the jimmy v classic as well as what happened uh, last night in a uh, college basketball it's like uh, Iowa can't do anything on the basketball floor either. Of course, that is the number four team in the country, but eh, it's neither here nor there. And also, there was a football game uh, last night as the uh, Bengals, they could finally win in primetime 
All it needed was to take those uh, sweet white jerseys, all white jerseys with the white helmets, and uh, just uh, an undrafted rookie. And we'll uh, take a look at uh, that. And uh, we'll also be uh, taking a look at uh, some of Major League Baseball news and rumors as well. And uh, see what is more on the Otani front. And we'll see what else comes out of winter meetings there in Nashville. As I believe that those conclude uh, tomorrow. So um, still not a lot of big conversations uh, happening or any breaking news or anything like that, bub. We'll take a look at uh, that. And uh, whatever I don't get to hear in the Trusha show, I'll squeeze into uh, the uh, podcast and go into overtime if we have to to talk about everything that I need to get into here today. And, of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without the support from McMahon Meats, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and the Totopolis State Bank. All right, I got a lot here to cover here and we only have an hour to do so and so i'll try to encompass it all so uh we need to waste no more time and i need to get right into the show and uh, let's get it started and let's head it up with first things first before we get into the show First things first. Now over in the corner to a Nuxall. Nuxall with it. Tipped and stolen. Grunlow up to Nelson for 2,000. Layup is good. There it is. 2,000 for Grace Nelson. Uh, she's got 26 in the game now. And 53 of 36. And there's going to be a, a foul on Altamont. As Grace Nelson now with that last layup has 2,000 points for her career, and the game is going to be stopped momentarily and going to get a standing ovation here on the side of Altamont. And uh, there they make the announcement over the over the loudspeaker, and uh, the crowd knows it. And so... Congratulations for Grace Nelson adding another career accomplishment to her outstanding high school career. She's got 2,000 points now. And so uh, that was uh, from uh, last night there at the Inlow Center at uh, St. Anthony as uh, Grace was only uh, 25 uh, points away. And as uh, she hit that mark there with that layup in uh, the uh, third uh, quarter, reaching uh, that 2,000-point uh, plateau as uh, Grace has had a, a phenomenal career already. Dropped 40 in her debut on her freshman season, and then she was a 1,000-point scorer in her sophomore season. She became the all-time leading scorer there at Altamont in her junior season before her year was cut short with that ACL injury. And now she notches that 2,000 career point mark in last night's game. And so a big congratulations there to the future Illinois State Redbird. And that's a big accomplishment there for a phenomenal athlete there. And that kind of overshadowed the game that was kind of when you came into it was like, oh, well, you know, Grace is close to 2,000, but the 
game on the floor actually was an important game in the uh, National Trail Conference uh, there between Altamont and uh, St. Anthony. And uh, with uh, everything that was uh, going on uh, there with uh, Nelson's accomplishment uh, there, Altamont did end up winning the game there last night. And it was an absolutely huge win going for the NTC and for seeding purposes later on in the year as well as the future conference standings there as well picking up an early season win uh, there against uh, St. Anthony against uh, St. Anthony squad that was kind of playing shorthanded uh, there last night so Altamont a uh, good win uh, there as they hang on to a win. Give St. Anthony credit though as uh, Altamont had a had a lead there in the second half Built up to 20 points. They reached a couple of different times as it kind of teetered into that 14 to 20 point range. But uh, St. Anthony didn't go down without a fight. I thought that early after uh, Grace got that uh, basket and uh, the got that 2,000 point mark, uh, the Indians kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. And uh, with a 20 point lead, uh, allowed a St. Anthony to get back in it because give St. Anthony credit, they uh, fought and scratched and clawed their way back into it, and they had the lead down to eight points at one point. Know that the uh, uh, final margin uh, there ended up being a nine, uh, but they uh, Bulldogs really came there in the uh, fourth quarter, and uh, Coach Carr said it there at the end of the game as well in our conversation after the game, which we'll hear from him in a second I uh, grabbed the uh, talking about uh, Nelson uh, there in the post game but uh, Aubrey Denny she was a one-man wrecking crew out there for the uh, Bulldogs as she scored seven straight points and uh, she uh, scored I think she scored 10 of her 11 points or nine of her 11 points into the uh, fourth quarter and really kind of sparked that comeback for the freshman um, you know, the game started out back and forth. It was a St. Anthony uh, leading by a point. Both teams traded the lead back and forth, and Altamont had uh, some turnovers problems in the opening quarter, and uh, that allowed St. Anthony to give the one-point edge there. Uh, Stacy Vaughterheide, uh, she was the real deal last night, as uh, she was one of the only seniors on the team for St. A., and playing, like I said, shorthanded. And uh, Vaughterheide ended up with 30 points, in the contest, and she did everything that she could there for St. Anthony to uh, try to uh, get the win. But really, Altamont took control there in the second quarter as they put up a 27-point second quarter, 27-12. to 12, They outscored St. Anthony in that quarter, and Altamont went from down one point after one quarter to leading by 14 at halftime, and that was really uh, the uh, difference. And uh, Nelson ended up finishing with uh, 43. Also, double-figure scores were uh, BAME as she had a couple of three-pointers in the game. She had 12. And uh, Kaylee Lurkins coming back into the lineup as she had uh, 10 points and uh, some rebounds, of course, as well. So uh, nice to see her back in there after missing the, the uh, Dietrich game. And Peyton Osteen as well just barely missed the double figures. That She had nine points, and at one point she had a stretch where she scored seven straight and uh, made a three-pointer as well. So uh, she was flying all over the floor defensively and rebounding as well was uh, Peyton uh, there in that little second-quarter stretch that Altima had to extend that lead out uh, there. So... Um, you know, it was uh, overall, I think that you're probably not going to be satisfied if you're the Lady Indians for uh, the way you finished the game. So I think maybe the the feeling last night, it was 
excitement and uh, a lot of photo ops after the game with uh, Nelson and the 2000 Poi banner, which we have a picture of up on the website, evmradio.com, and the news story about the game. And, um, you know, the uh, Tribal Council was in uh, full force for the uh, Lady Indians, and uh, the crowd was amazing for Altamont as well to uh, uh, see that accomplishment there at the Inlow Center last night and uh, it was a special night uh, for sure as Altamont approves the 5-2 and two on the season and 3-0 and oh, that's the big one 3-0 and oh in the National Trail uh, Conference saying that was St. Anthony's only second loss of the season and their only other loss was to Robinson this year in the Thanksgiving tournament there in Robinson and now they're 2-1 and one into the conference and I know that St. Anthony would want another shot at Altamont later on in the season, potentially in the NTC tournament. We'll have to wait and see how that all shakes out uh, there. But it's a special night there for Altamont and a special night there for Grace Nelson. And uh, in the uh, postgame, uh, Coach Carr ended up uh, talking about uh, that accomplishment So and about uh, Nelson in general. So here was uh, Coach Carr's uh, comments after last night's game. I want to congratulate number 23 in black tonight uh, for scoring her 2,000-point grace. Fantastic kid, deserves everything she gets, and uh, ended up, I see, with 43 mm-hmm. on the night. So uh, we needed just about all of them. Yeah. So uh, I really appreciate the chance to coach that kid and the announcement say congratulations to Grace and her teammates because – they support her a lot, and she supports them right back. And it's fun to watch. I tell you, it's a privilege to be around those guys. Right, yeah, and uh, such a special player there, and only being the first year as a head coach. And uh, so you've only had a little bit of time to be uh, around the team and only a little time uh, around uh, Grace. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, such a phenomenal accomplishment to notch in her belt during her career and, you know, coming back from that injury. Uh, as well, also got to be uh, special as well. Oh, man, yeah. Missing uh, over half the year last year and still getting 2,000. That's uh, truly remarkable. And she does it because she works her butt off. She's very talented. So proud of her. She's also a very popular person down there with all the photo ops. Uh, yeah. They got the banner yeah. down there. Everybody wants a picture. Yep, that's the, a good uh, thing. Future Illinois State yep. uh, product as well. And I uh, saw so that was uh, Coach's uh, comments after the uh, uh, W there uh, last night on uh, Grace Nelson for her 2,000th point there uh, last night. And Altamont is not done uh, for the week as they'll be back in action. They're back in Altamont against the Nicomis on a Thursday. And, of course, we'll have coverage for you over on Jack FM. And uh, we got more Altamont basketball uh, later on uh, this evening on uh, Jack FM with a, a good matchup with uh, Newton. We'll hit up on uh, that matchup as well as we'll wrap up the rest of the local sports from last night in high school girls basketball. And that is on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. will be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com 
And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Are you looking for a job with excellent pay and benefits and industry-leading starting pay rate? Apply at Sherwin-Williams Distribution Center in Effingham and join our team. Our full-time warehouse technicians have a starting rate on second shift of $25.07 per hour and on third shift of $25.57 per hour. We have an excellent benefits package to offer with low insurance premiums, over 10 free paid benefits, and up to 16 paid days off within your first 12 months. Apply online anytime at Sherwin.com slash Effingham. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer for all protected statuses, including veteran and disability. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Evan Canty and Michelle are unsportsmanlike. Ray Lewis would come in like he was he was a guy that would take on the blocker and shed him and then make the tackle. I what was that? I don't know. Smalls, can you do it? Yeah, that's more like a dog. That sounds like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> that's how those guys would look when they got up. Maybe some of those guys would say it after Ray Lewis hit him. This is Canty from Unsportsmanlike. Listen to Unsportsmanlike Monday through Fridays, 5 to 9 a.m. on 98.9 The Game. And now, the starting lineup. Caught. It's going to be caught. And for a touchdown. No. On 98.9 The Game. No. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9, the uh, game. Just ran through that game that we had over on our sister station, Jack FM, uh, last night. But let's uh, check in on the rest of the local sports uh, from uh, last night from around uh, the area. And we start off in a non-conference matchup there between Atopolis and uh, Pena. And it was Atopolis uh, getting uh, the win over uh, Pena. And it was by a 58-24 to uh, score there as T-Town jumped out to the big lead early on, outscoring a pain of 23 to nothing there in the opening quarter. And then obviously Pena single-digit quarters uh, from uh, there on out as they were even there in the uh, second quarter with uh, Topless. But uh, the Shoes, uh, good performance uh, there last night. Helmick read, led the way for the Shoes. She had uh, 14 points uh, there. We also had Ruhal with uh, 13 and uh, Chloe Probst with 11 uh, there as well for the uh, Shoes in the victory 
over the Panthers. In the NTC, it was uh, Nioga winning over uh, South Central, 67-39, as Nioga got off to uh, the uh, good start, 21-9. They led after one quarter, and uh, they won every quarter after that. Uh, Bryn Richards, she led the way. She had 31 in the win last night. Also, Haley Campbell with uh, 15, the double-figure scorers there for Nioga. And we also had uh, for uh, South Central, we had a Kaylin Swift with 16 points, the only double-figure scorer there for South Central there. So uh, Nioga now improving into a 6-1 on the uh, season. We also had a Dietrich getting in the W over North Clay, a 44 to a 38 here as it was. Um, let's see here. We had uh, Britain lead the way for the uh, Maroons as she had 15 in the uh, contest uh, there uh, last night. And it was also Cowden Herrick Beecher City uh, getting the win over Shelbyville 62-49. to And uh, Cowden, they had the 16-8 lead after one quarter of play. And uh, Shelbyville tried to get it back into it there in the third quarter outscoring uh, Cowden 13-9. But uh, CHBC just built up that lead too much in the first half. Uh, there and put it away in the fourth quarter. It was Rodman leading the way for Cowden as she had 15 points in the win. And Fingo had 11 as well for the uh, Bobcats in a CHBC's win. And also had a late score here added. It was a Brownstown at St. Elmo winning over Martinsville 59-2-14. And Brownstown had the 26-2 lead after one quarter of a play. And then they extended that out, and the lead at halftime was 40 to four there. And Brownstown, they were led there with Dana Hazlitt as she had a 19 in the win, and Seaball she had 10 points in the victory there for the Bombers. In the Lincoln Prairie Conference action, it was Arthur over Cumberland, 48-21. Sarah Gordo winning over Villa Grove, 45-20. Arcola gets the win over Okaw Valley, 51-41. Some little Illini action. Robinson over Casey, 52-34. It was Edwards County winning over Newton, 60-51 was the final there. As Edwards County jumped out to the 16-8 lead. After the uh, first quarter, and Newton tried to slowly uh, chip away as uh, they uh, tried to gain a little bit there on Edwards County, and they actually ended up outscoring them by three in the final quarter. But the Eagles were uh, grounded there last night against Edwards County, and Bishop she put up a, a big game for Edwards County. She had 36 in the win last night, 36 of the 60. Uh, points there for Edwards County. Uh, as for Newton, they were led by three players in double figures. It was Cameron Martin. She had 15, and Kessler had 12, and Carissa Martin had 11 in the loss there for Newton. It was Paris over Marshall, 52 to 24, and it was Mount Carmel winning over Lawrenceville, 58 to a 23. It was Central A&M keeping things going here. They haven't lost on the uh, girls' side as they won over Athens last night, 34-26. to In South Central Conference action, he had Staunton getting the win over Roxana, 52-18. It was North Mac over Jacksonville, 62-37. It was Riverton winning over Litchfield, 29-26. And it was Gillespie winning over Auburn, 56-49. to 
nine was the final score there. Had one score from a boys basketball last night in the Macon County Tournament there in Argenta as it was Warrensburg-Latham getting the win over Tri-City. And that was the one over the A-seed, so you pretty much expected that. And it was a 61-30 to final score there. Junior high boys basketball in seventh grade. Yeah, Jasper County winning over Red Hill 46-26. And Red Hill got the win over Jasper County in the eighth grade game 42 37 there was the uh, final score and uh, that's all i had uh, from uh, the uh, uh, sports scores from uh, last night and you can uh, check them out on our website femradio.com just click on our local sports tab that's where you can find uh, those as well as the uh, story there about altman and a uh, saying things game last night and uh, that's also where you can check out the schedule for tonight's local action as well in boys basketball this evening, you got Paris. They're hosting at Tatopolis in the Macon County a tournament there in Argenta. It's the seventh seed Central A&M going against the two seed Macon Meridian at 6 o'clock. And the six seed Cerro Gordo versus the three seed Moreau Forsyth at a 7 to 30. In the NTC, we got a couple of NTC matchups here. We got North Clay making the trip to St. Elmo Brownstown. And St. Elmo, they've been getting the box scores there and they've been playing some pretty good ball here as of late i believe they don't have a loss yet but uh they'll be hosting north clay tonight and windsor or uh, neoga hosting dietrich dietrich's also been playing uh, some really good ball as well and uh, st anthony hosting a count herrick beecher uh, city and ntc action Outside of conference, you got South Central making the uh, trip to uh, Vandalia. And you got Windsor's Two Straws there at Arcola. And a game that's over on our sister station, uh, 100.5 and 105.5 at Jack FM. It is Altamont versus Newton tonight. As we seems like we were just there at the Bob Kearns tournament for the ladies. Now we get the guys' term as Newton. They're coming off that loss this past Saturday against a very tough Breeze Central uh, team. That was their first loss of the season as the Eagles won the Cumberland Thanksgiving tournament by beating Vandalia, North Clay, and Casey. And they also squeezed in a conference game with Paris on a Friday before uh, they lost there to Breeze Central on Saturday. So uh, step up in a competition, the biggest test as of yet for the Altamont Indians as they're going to come into this one 3-0 on the year. And you got a powerhouse in 1A, powerhouse in a 2A. Should be a good night of basketball. Newton should make some noise in a 2A this year with that stacked roster that they have. So looking forward to this one later on tonight in Newton and always enjoy going to Newton uh, there. Got a good setup there for uh, broadcasting and definitely dig uh, that. So looking forward to uh, that matchup later on. Also got a Mattoon hosting Effingham. Muhammad Seymour is at a Charleston. So a couple of Apollo matchups and a former Apollo matchup. It's only at Mount Zion. Lincoln Prairie, you got Oka Valley is at Leroy. Nokomis hosting Sullivan. Arthur is at Tuscola. Blue Ridge is at Urbana University. And a game over on our sister station, uh, 99.5, 107.7, 10.90 a.m. WCRA. It's the uh, KZ Westfield Warriors. They'll be going up against the uh, Cumberland Pirates this evening. And uh, KZ, their only loss this season has been uh, to uh, Newton, but... Uh, yeah, that's they won over Effingham on the game after the Thanksgiving tournament on that uh, Monday or Tuesday. 
uh, there over FEM 59 of 31. That's nothing to uh, shake at there as uh, the um, hearts step up in uh, class, at least there for the uh, Warriors. Uh, but uh, they're three and one on the season in uh, Cumberland. They are one and a three as uh, Cumberland. They, well, actually, they're not one and three. They're more than that as they won against OPH this past weekend. Uh, yeah. Uh, they won over Okaw Valley. I was like, I know that they got more than one win. They're two and three on the uh, season. Shame looking at this thing that I'm looking at here. Uh, it's wrong. Uh, but it, uh, as Eric mentioned, uh, that the uh, uh, it's the rubber match tonight, if you will. And so we'll see in across all sports. We'll see what happens uh, there on uh, the football field. It also encompasses girls basketball as well. And uh, so uh, Cumberland going to be hosting a Casey uh, there tonight. So looking forward to that one over on WCRA this evening. And Eric will have coverage for you tonight. Little Illini as well has Marshall is at Tolona Unity. Robinson hosting a Terre Haute South in the Central Illinois. You got Pena hosting a Shelbyville South Central Conference. You got SIUE Charter against Carlinville. Civic Memorial hosting Gillespie, East Aldwood River at Staunton, Piasaw at Trent Wesleyan, Auburn hosting North Mac, Ramsey at Litchfield, Lincolnwood at Hillsboro. I also have a couple of matchups in a girls basketball tonight as well. Wins is two straws is at Arcola, Neoga hosting a try at County in that great matchup there. Uh, Peoria Notre Dame at Muhammad Seymour. Also got Macon Meridian at Sarah Gordo. Oblong Powhut is at Casey and Hillsboro hosting Lincolnwood in the South Central Conference action. And that is a look at the schedule for tonight. And we'll be back to recap those games on tomorrow's program. All right. Coming up next here on the starting lineup, we got some college basketball to dive into. We got to take a look at what happened last night in the world of college hoops, as well as take a look at what's going on tonight including what's going down at the Jimmy V Classic and on our family of networks as well, right here on 98.9 The Game. And that's coming up next here on The Starting Lineup. The Starting Lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wander. Metamorphosis, lost of who you thought you was. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. A swing and a long one. Left field. Walker just gave the Cardinals the lead. Home run. This holiday season, give the gift of date nights, family time, and more with Cardinals tickets. 2024 all-inclusive tickets start at just $55 and feature a full buffet, complimentary bar, plus a few of the game. Choose from the UMB Champions Club, Premium Legends Club, Proficient Red Jacket Club, National Car Rental Club, and more. Get your single game all-inclusive tickets now at cardinals.com holiday. Hey, it's Amanda, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A nugget trays is that they're so easy for the holidays. They're warm and flavorful. It's always a crowd pleaser. When I put down a nugget tray, everyone is happy. 
Hey, this is Brian, and the little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Nugget Trays is the joy that it brings to me and everybody around me during the holidays. They're warm, juicy, and delicious. Cater the holidays with Chick-fil-A today. Available on the Chick-fil-A app. Real guests paid for their testimonials. You already know Prize Picks is the most fun you'll have this football season. But now you can play during basketball season too. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Visit prizepicks.com/playnow and use code playnow. That's code playnow at prizepicks.com/playnow. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Missouri hosts South Carolina tomorrow in the battle for the Mayor's Cup trophy. Tigers enter at 4-5, and five, while the Gamecocks are 5-4. and four. Who really kind of cares about that game? Uh, Carson Wentz was down with the sickness as he's dealing with an illness as Indy will host the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. The starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the starting lineup on 98.9 and the game. I thought that right was a there. good one. I mean, uh, that one was was definitely uh, noteworthy. Was I, I definitely wrote that down to uh, save that one for a future bumper. On 98.9, the game. Travis Sparks with your Sports Center update. Paul Bushnevich came through in the clutch to lead the Blues to a 2-1 overtime win over Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. Bushnevich scored the game-winning goal in the first minute of the extra period. Joining Bennington made 33 saves, and the Blues are in fifth place in the Central Division with 27 points, and they host Vegas tomorrow night. The Pacers are moving on to the next round of the NBA in-season tournament after taking down the Celtics 22-1-12. Therese Halliburton led the Pacers in scoring with 26. He also dished out a game-high 13 assists and tied a team-high in rebounds with 10 for a triple-double. Buddy Heal chipped in with 21 points as well. Jason Tatum led all scores with 32 for the Celtics. Boston is now leading the Atlantic Division with a 13-15-5 record, but the Pacers Moving on to the semifinals in the in-season tournament. Cody Bellinger and Liam Hendricks are both honored for their 2023 seasons in Chicago. It will be announced yesterday that Bellinger won the National League Comeback Player of the Year award playing with the Cubs while Hendricks took home the American League honor for the White Sox. Bellinger signed with the Cubs last offseason after putting up poor numbers in back-to-back seasons with the Dodgers. Meanwhile, Hendricks returned to the mound in May after announcing that he was diagnosed with stage 4 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in January. Hendricks pitched in five games before suffering a season-ending elbow injury. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98 on the game. ESPN Radio and Travis Sparks flying solo tonight, or tonight, today. So I'm taking care of the uh, sports center reads there. And just like Stephen A's list this morning on first take, I give it a C, C minus grade there for the sports center uh, read. Uh, there all right uh, so uh let's talk about uh, what i need to talk about here in uh, this uh, segment and i'm talking about a uh, college uh, basketball and we only had one top 25 uh, matchup last night as uh, the number four boilermakers after falling to northwestern on friday in overtime they uh, fell in the polls to a number four and uh, they took care of business it was easy win over iowa looks like iowa not very good on the court, not very good on the football field either. 
But they beat you, Travis. Yeah, they did. Barely. In football. Uh, but it was a Zach Eady with 25 points, 12 rebounds, and a three of blocks in the win for the Boilermakers uh, last night against Iowa there. And I know one of Eric's favorite uh, things as the uh, Big 12 and uh, the Big 12 Big East battle didn't have anything happening uh, last night. We do have a couple of matchups uh, there this evening. And uh, speaking of uh, this evening, we got that uh, George Mason matching up against number 17, uh, Tennessee. And Tennessee kind of been uh, stumbling a little bit here in the early going. They're 4-3 and three on the season. The Illini will be seeing them very, very soon. 15.5 point favorites tonight over George Mason. So it's not exactly the Cinderella team from all those years ago, is it? Uh, Providence, they're also 7-1. and one. Uh, They're up against number 19, Oklahoma. Like I mentioned, Big East, Big 12 uh, battle. Number 23, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, they're taking on a Michigan uh, State. It's kind of a little disrespectful, right? Uh, Michigan State, 4-3 and three on this season. They've kind of stumbled out of the gates. Wisconsin's number 23 in the country. And I know it's in East Lansing. But Michigan State, Sparty's favored by 5.5 tonight? Man, some of these college basketball lines, I might have to take some entertainment on this evening. I think that's a little disrespectful. Or maybe ESPN Bet knows something that we don't. But that game's also going to be on Peacock as well. So that's no fun if you don't have that uh, streaming service. Uh, Kansas City, uh, they are going to be up against uh, Kansas, number two team in the country. Uh, Jayhawks, favored by 26 and a half there. Uh, Baylor and uh, Seton Hall also matching up in the Big East Big 12 battle. Uh, Baylor's number six in the country right now. Arkansas Pine Bluff going up against Gonzaga, number seven in the country. Zags favored by 34 and a half in that one. Ouch. Uh, Evansville against number 14, BYU. BYU favored by 24. And uh, San Diego State going up against a Grand Canyon in Grand Canyon. They're in Phoenix as San Diego State number 25 in uh, the uh, country. Now, Grand Canyon used to have an amazing atmosphere. I don't know if they still keep that uh, tradition uh, going on. And it's also uh, the uh, Jimmy Avia Classic there in uh, Madison Square Garden. And the game. That we've all been waiting for, or at least I say we all, all of us here at the uh, starting lineup. And I say that with all of our crew here at the starting lineup. But more specifically, myself and Eric have been waiting on this matchup since the beginning of the season. As it's FAU, the Owls, overrated in the uh, final four run that they had uh, last year. And put them at uh, top 10 in the country. Now they're only number 11 and they're going up against Illinois tonight on our family of networks right here on 98.9 The Game. 5.30 will be the tip-off. 4.30 will begin the pregame show coverage as the Illini, they're coming off a four-game winning streak after dropping that game to Marquette a little while ago. And we mentioned it on our both of our top threes yesterday that Illinois picking up that win out of the Iraq in impressive fashion as playing on a different level defensively as well. It looks like this team is elite on that defensive end. It seems like this is what Illinois does, right? It seems like that they struggle in halves against opponents they should blow out here in the early portion of the year. And it just seems like do what they always do. 
at times they play down to their competition, but also it's a reverse of that as well. They play up to their competition as well. I know the Marquette game didn't work out exactly in our favor uh, there, but it's just it seems like that's who Illinois is at this point. And uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., man, remember what he did against UCLA. Remember what he did in Madison Square Garden last year as well against Texas. And uh, that awesome win there. And he was uh, great on Saturday against Rutgers was Shannon Jr. He had 23-10 rebounds for a double-double for him. Marcus Damask had 15 for Illinois as well. And uh, they were just most impressive with uh, defense as well. And uh, that was a battle of two teams that Rutgers defense was good as well. I mean, those two of the top defenses in the Big Ten coming into that game uh, there. And uh, Illini forced Rutgers to shoot 33.3% from the field uh, there. So, you know, I think that's kind of what is going to be the edge here. It's going to be on that defensive end. And can they slow down FAU and can FAU even keep up with them in the points department uh, there? As FAU, they did stumble in the two of the season uh, with losing all the way on November 18th to a Bryant of all teams. Uh, they've won five straight since, so it seems like they've uh, right of the ship there after that L. Uh, since then, they've had wins over Butler, Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, and also Liberty and Charleston this season as well. And uh, these two teams did face off, if you remember, back in uh, 2018. And that was a upset by FAU. They were 14-point underdogs back then when they came to Champaign. And they end up winning in overtime 73-71 on December 29th, 2018, to be exact uh, there. If you want to know a couple of players to look out for uh, tonight in the FAU matchup, the center, uh, Golden, is a player to look out for. He currently leads the team in points, 15.4 rebounds, 7.1. And he's also averaging 2.1 blocks because he has good size. He's 7-1 on the floor. And he had uh, 17 and 12 in a two blocks in the last game for FAU. But that was only his second double-double of the season. So doesn't really stuff the stats there in that. And also uh, their junior guard, uh, Janelle Davis, is also a person to look out for as well. He's actually from Indiana. And he's averaging about 13.6 points a game, 6.8 rebounds. And in their last contest for FAU, he had 24 in the win. And he also had a double-double as well. He had 10 boards and 3 steals as well. So just a couple of the names that you'll have to look out for uh, this evening for the Owls. And I know that as the matchup has gotten closer, and I know on that November 18 loss to Bryant, that has deterred, deterred Eric Awea from picking FAU in this one but I didn't want him to do that I want him to still be on the Owls train and then uh, Illinois come in here to Madison Square Garden and do what they did to Texas uh, uh, last year and win and I said it at the beginning of the season FAU was overrated and I still feel that way and uh, I said talk about some disrespect to Wisconsin I wish I wish 
that I, before my game tonight, I might have to leave the station room right after I'm done with the show and go drive over to Indiana and come back because I would put some entertainment on this game if I could. FAU favored by two and a half in this one. Give me a break. I know it's a neutrals floor, and maybe they just look at the rankings there, but come on. Two and a half point favorites for FAU. They'll learn. They'll learn tonight, and hopefully uh, the defense is there for the Illini, and uh, it's going to show up like it has all season long, minus that Marquette game, and we'll see what happens tonight. I know that a center seems to be a pretty good, but has, they, has he really matched up with uh, Dane Danger, with Coleman Hawkins? I don't think they've matched up with any uh, player quite like that. We'll see how it all shakes out tonight at the uh, Jimmy V Classic. Again, right here on our family of networks. And that's a 5 of 30 will be the tip-off. 4.30 will begin the pregame show coverage. And also the other game there at the Jimmy V Classic tonight, it's a number 9 in North Carolina. They're going to be taking on a number 5 UConn uh, there. Matchup of some historic coaches historically uh, there. Uh, but I know they're not going to be on the sidelines or anything like that. But uh, North Carolina, their only loss this season has been to uh, Villanova, and they just uh, beaten Tennessee in that high-scoring affair. They just got done putting up a hundo on a Tennessee there. And speaking of Tennessee, I mentioned that Illinois will see them soon, like uh, this weekend. Is that right? I know after the FAU game, but the Internet's not cooperating uh, with me with the uh, schedule pulling up. Let's see. The ninth? That's this weekend, right? Yeah. That's uh that's in Tennessee as well. Uh it's a big measuring stick for the Illini. I know that was a big test there at the rack. And I think they passed it with flying colors there on Saturday. And these next two games will tell you maybe just how good Illinois is this season. I know it is only here in December, and the only thing that Illini Nation really cares about is March, particularly getting to the second weekend in March. I know that's important, but um, the one thing that I want to see is hopefully we don't do what we did last year. We go to Madison Square Garden, and we win against Texas, and then we uh, drop the ball. Uh, what, did we lose to Penn State or something like that horrible loss <laughs> there? I know Tennessee is not uh, quite – like Penn State uh, last year. They're a pretty solid squad uh, there. And then, of course, you have uh, sandwiched in there uh, Colgate between a Tennessee and bragging rights as well on the 22nd. Always uh, enjoy uh, that. How is Mizzou uh, doing this season? I haven't even looked. They're 7-2 on the season, so they're not ranked yet. But, uh, hey, sports in uh, Mizzou. Being like number nine in the country, they are in football. Uh, they lost to Jacksonville State, though, so that's not exactly a good loss on the 19th of November. But eh, we'll see the Tigers in a, a couple weeks there in uh, St. Louis. Um, so uh, we'll be looking out for that matchup for sure tonight. I don't care if Eric has backtracked on his. Uh, prediction of FAU. He's still got FAU uh, tonight as far as I'm concerned. He's not here to defend himself. So uh, we uh, will be looking in on uh, that matchup later on and see who has bragging rights on the show tomorrow if Eric shows up, if FAU takes the loss tonight, which they will. 
We'll close out of the show talking about some NFL and the NFL game from last night and take a look at the playoff picture as well for the NFL. And that's coming up next to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. In 2021, the FEM County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your FEM County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Topless State Bank. And Topless Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Hey y'all, I'm Lainey Wilson. I've worn Wrangler jeans since I was itty bitty doing chores on Daddy's farm. Fit for dreamers, made for doers. This season's styles will have you ready for the fall and all of those crisp mornings and cool days ahead. Now I don't know about you, no matter where I am, a pair of Wranglers takes me back home. They also make the best boot cut around. Y'all know I love a flare. Wrangler, for the ride of life. Meet Cheryl. Hey. She's on vacation and lost in the moment. Unfortunately, so is her Chase debit card. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe she lost it at Salsa Night. These skirts should have pockets. Or maybe she lost it at Pilates. Three and two and But she's not worried. With the Chase mobile app, she can lock her card till it turns up. Tools that help protect. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data reads may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You can't miss a moment with three. Himbo and I are just sitting here. I just asked him how his wife, Lizzie, is doing. She's on her way to Vegas. You mentioned a text that she sent to you. She says, Ugh, I forgot my wedding ring. I think there's some cause for concern here. Lizzie didn't want to have her wedding ring with her as she went to Las Vegas, a city in which, as I think you know, what happens there stays there. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham, source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Chicago Alderman George Cardenas, whatever, believes the city should take drastic measures to keep the Bears in the Windy City. The starting lineup. What was that Chicago Bears guy name there? Like, ah, who cares? George Cardenas. Dennis. I don't know who that is. I was going to say, the only George I know from Chicago, George Hallis. Yes, the it's only, only one, George that matters. only one that matters. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. I'm only here on 98.9 The Game, which is a little bit longer. 
closing things out, uh, talking about uh, that uh, Monday Night Football game uh, from uh, last night. You know, primetime games were pretty interesting uh, this week, and that's something that we can't say every single week. And a Thursday night game was exciting. I know the Packers-Chiefs game kind of was didn't really get exciting till late there, really. But And then the last night's game with the Bengals and the Jaguars ended up going into overtime, and it was a high-scoring affair as well as it was a Cincinnati showing that they can win on prime time. They just needed an undrafted quarterback to do it as it was the Bengals picking up the win over the Jaguars 34-31 in Jacksonville there. Uh, last night as the Jags they could have had the number one seed in the AFC if they had won last night but they did not and the start of the show last night you know for us Cincinnati besides those wonderful sweet white uniforms that they have and those white helmets that they have to uh, compliment them uh, Jake Browning filling in there he has the uh, led the Bengals to their first road win in primetime since 2012 snapping a 14 game losing streak in uh, those games and that was the longest in NFL history Browning also became the first Cincinnati quarterback in history to throw for 350 yards and have an 85 percent completion percentage and uh, Browning uh, completed 86 and a half percent of his passing attempts in fact on Monday night and is only a second career start that's the highest completion percentage in NFL history by a player in his first or second career start and uh, so uh, while he uh, shined on that side of the uh, football the uh, Jaguars they uh, did not and I hadn't seen any information uh, coming out this morning. I know he was going to get evaluated uh, today, but uh, Trevor Lawrence left the game there in the fourth quarter with a sprained ankle, according to Adam Schefter uh, there. So, uh, well, I know the Jaguars and the Jaguars fans, if they're out there, uh, they'll be looking out for uh, that one because now that drops them to 8-4 and four on the season. And uh, the Colts and uh, Texans are coming. As uh, I mentioned yesterday, Minshew Magic, they are coming, but the Jags do have a beneficiary uh, there of winning both of their matchups with the Colts, and they were 1-1 one one against the uh, Texans as uh, the Jags lost in Week 3 uh, to Houston, but then uh, just uh, last week before the Cincinnati game, they uh, pulled that win out against uh, Houston uh, there and that became a big because uh, now look at that with uh, Trevor Lawrence potentially uh, being out he was helped off the field but he didn't use crutches or anything so I'm sure we'll wait to see with uh, Jacksonville's uh, fate there they do play the uh, Browns on a Sunday um, so we'll wait news on the uh, injury there for Trevor Lawrence uh, there but the Bengals Bengals needed that one. They, uh, you know, 6-6 six and six on the season now. As you look at them in the uh, playoff picture, they're uh, technically uh, still in the hunt, I guess you'd say. Uh, they're, they're lumped in with uh, the Broncos and Bills at 6-6 six and six, uh, there. And uh, currently right now, the uh, Dolphins with that loss by the Jags, the Dolphins and Ravens are both 9-3. And, three. and uh, the Dolphins right now would hold the tiebreaker over Baltimore 
based on win percentage in the AFC. So right now, as it stands, the Dolphins would be the number one seed if the playoffs started today. The Ravens would be a number two. The Chiefs, uh, they would own the tiebreaker over the uh, Jaguars, and they would be the three right now at eight and four, with Jacksonville also being uh, eight and four as well. Right now, at the season ended today, the Steelers, they would be in. They would be in at seven and five, but they're also in a bad spot with their quarterback positioning there with Kenny Pickett going down and going to be missing several weeks. They're going to have to have Mitch, Mitch Magic there. And uh, the Browns, they would be currently in right now as well at 7-5. and five. They would own the, own the tiebreaker over the Colts and also the Texans because the Colts, they would be the 7 and uh, the Texans and the Colts are tied there at both 7-5. and five on the year in the Colts they have the in week 18 in the final matchup there uh they got the Colts they got the Bengals coming up next and the Steelers as well just look at all the injuries at the quarterback positioning that that AFC side has uh there in the, the NFC uh, the uh, Eagles they would have the uh, number one seed despite having the loss last week to uh, San Francisco San Francisco would hold the tiebreaker over the Lions both of them are nine and three but the 49ers would be the two right now uh, Detroit the three the Falcons yes somebody's gonna win that terrible division they would be the four because they're AFC South champs uh, right now at the season in today, the Cowboys, they would be in at 9-3. and three. They got a big matchup with Philly on a Sunday night. That should be a entertaining contest there. The first one was pretty good. Uh, the Vikings, they would be in currently. They hold tiebreakers over multiple teams. And, yes, the Green Bay Packers would be in as well. They would own the tiebreaker over the Rams. And the Seahawks also add a 6-6. and a six, But the Rams would own the tiebreaker over Seattle and I guess you'd say the Bucks and Saints still in the hunt five and seven if you will I know on the graphic on Sunday I think Fox put it up that the Giants still in the fight four and eight and they also put the Bears in the hunt as well at four and eight and I also think they lumped in the Commanders as well just lump everybody in there I don't think the Bears Giants or Commanders have a shot at anything but uh, they still put them on the graphic there so I guess that that's something to brag about uh there all right so that does it for week number 13 of the nfl season there last night and the uh week number 15 or 14 will uh kick off on thursday night football with a doozy it's mitchell trubisky against whoever the pats throw out there mac jones or bailey zappy Oh gosh, what a primetime matchup that is. Two and ten, Pats, Mitchell Trubisky, and the Steelers. We're in for a good one. Maybe not. All right, so that does it here for me on the show. I got some MLB rumors to talk about coming up on the podcast, so uh, tune in uh, there. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is a Carlin show followed by Freddie and Harry. And then later on uh, tonight, you got basketball and CRA with Cumberland. On Jack FM with Altamont and right here on 98.9 with the Illini. So basketball over the place tonight. Enjoy and enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Burke still here, flying solo. Don't have a lot to get to here in uh, overtime. I do have a couple of MLB rumors that I wanted to uh, get to, including one, a juicy one, that I wish Eric was here so we could get his live reactions to this, but we'll definitely talk about it uh, tomorrow. I cannot wait to unload this uh, rumor that I uh, saw before I started recording. So we'll get on that and we'll also uh, get to uh, some other uh, rumors about uh, Cardinals and, well, my opinions on what the uh, Cardinals are doing uh, with a couple of rumors that I've uh, been uh, seeing there. And also, I'll get to it this date in uh, sports history as we'll have a couple here for December 5th. And I did take a peek ahead to what's in store for tomorrow. And uh, we got an iconic one that's going to be on uh, tomorrow's. I actually was almost going to accidentally read that, to be perfectly honest, to, to be a uh, peek behind the curtain there. But I do have a couple here for uh, December 5th. And uh, speaking of uh, this date in uh, sports history, that's what I'll lead off overtime with because I didn't have a lot on a sports center, short little sports center that I put together uh, today. The only other thing that I had was it's uh, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. And Pat is actually boots on the ground tank top on the ground in New York City. He was on what he was on Get Up the other day. I know him and Greeny have kind of been chumming it up. Uh, and he was on Pat was on the first take this morning and uh, the Pat McAfee shows there kind of on the set of Get Up uh, this or the, at least the past couple of days uh, there. So that means it's a one-on-one -on -one interview with him and Rogers, and actually Rogers in studio with him and Pat face to face. But uh, the star quarterback for the Jets they will reconsider an injury return from injury if the team has a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, Rogers told the Pat McAfee show last Tuesday that his health comes first, then the question becomes if the team is in it and it could use. And if he can make a run at the postseason, the Super Bowl winning quarterback underwent surgery to repair his Achilles in September. But Rodgers teased that he's inching closer to getting to the practice field. The Jets have a 4-8 record and now are currently a trail the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, that would be the last wild card spot uh, right now for that. And uh, I'll have to review what he said there to update that so that maybe that sports center uh here right there may have been dated as well so hmm, probably shouldn't even have read it then <laughs> no matter uh this date in sports history on uh, december of 5th of 1998 edwin james runs for 299 yards and three uh, touchdowns as a uh, miami uh, rallies to beat number three at ucla 49 to 45 the loss costs UCLA a potential chance to play for the BCS National Championship. This game was originally supposed to be played on September 26th, 1998, but was actually moved back due to Hurricane George's. 1998, on December 5th, a Sir Parker's 32-yard touchdown reception in the second overtime period lifted a number 10 Texas A&M to a 36-33 comeback win over number 2 at Kansas State in the Big 12 a championship game in St. Louis at the Dome. The loss cost Kansas State a potential chance to play for the BCS National Championship and a couple in the NBA. 
And on December 5th, 2000, Carl Malone of the Utah Jazz converted a finger roll in the lane for two points, moving past Will Chamberlain and into what was a second place in the NBA's all-time scoring list at the time. And back on this day in December 5th, 2016, Clay Thompson scores 60 points in a 42-106 win over the Pacers while playing just 29 minutes and using a... I didn't see that stat. Uh, 29 minutes and using 11 dribbles. We counted the dribbles. What are we doing here, folks? Uh, it remains the fewest uh, minutes played in a 60-point performance in NBA history there. And that's what happened on this date in sports history. All right, so let's get to uh, some MLB uh, hot stove rumors there in Nashville for the uh, winter meetings and uh, this one I just am uh, heartbroken I'm a sad to uh, report uh, this but uh, maybe this is actually a good thing uh, I don't know if uh, Bob uh, Nightingale has the greatest credibility uh, but uh, he's from USA Today and uh, Bob is now reporting that the Chicago Cubs optimism of landing Shohei Otani has now significantly waned. One high-ranking executive told him that that leaves the Dodgers, Blue Jays, who reportedly met with him over the last uh, in the past couple of days, the Los Angeles Angels, and the San Francisco Giants as likely the finalists. So it looks like the chances of Shohei landing into Chicago may may be waning. By the hours. That is an unfortunate rumor uh, right there to um, report on. And, you know, what's this other one that I pulled up? That's my heartbreaking uh, for that, that the Cubs aren't going to land Otani. And then the Chicago Cubs fans will pivot of, we didn't want to spend $500 million on one player anyways. Always show, hey, even that good. Wah, wah, wah. Well, I mean, just breaks my heart that the Cubs look like they are uh, falling out of the Otani sweepstakes. Couldn't happen to a better team, if you ask me uh, there, bub. That is the uh, biggest uh, rumor uh, so far uh, today, and we'll have to see what else other uh, comes out uh, there uh, basically, on the uh, Cardinals front, uh, yeah, we basically said it uh, yesterday uh, with uh, Mozeliak uh, doing a couple of appearances and speaking to a couple of media. I know he was on the MLB Network. Uh, they talked to him, and they also, uh, in that press conference that we talked about yesterday, of uh, basically saying that if the season started today, the outfield situation that Tyler O'Neill would be out. So uh, they would be looking to uh, shop Tyler O'Neill. And also, he also put a little bit on the uh, dousing, a little bit of water on the fire of potentially uh, adding another starter via trade. Of course, everyone wants, uh, at least I do, uh, them to be in play for Glasnow or Cease. But it looks like they are going to be good and satisfied with that. It looks like the Cardinals are going to be trying to add two of the uh, bullpen. And that's where they're focusing. And so if a trade happens... With Tyler O'Neill, it looks like it's not going to be in a package for a starter. It looks like it's going to be some sort of package for a relief pitcher, potentially there. 
And speaking of a relief pitching help, there was a rumor that was out yesterday that the Astros, Rangers, Orioles, and the Cardinals are in on and interested in right-hander Jordan Hicks. Yes, the same Jordan Hicks that we traded and got rid of. And now, uh, today, uh, the rumor is that the Angels and Red Sox are throwing their hat into the Jordan Hicks sweepstakes and that they have shown interest in adding Hicks to the bullpen as well. And to that, I say, what are we doing? I am still going to look up rumors here on the show, and we're going to talk about that Otani rumor with with, uh, Eric tomorrow. But I'm almost done with the winter meetings, and I'm almost done with uh, reading rumors and innuendo uh, because peek behind the curtain in the past, in the summer, I got off X for a little while and I got off then Twitter uh, for a little while because I was really tired of looking up the uh, rumors and innuendo for sports entertainment and I muted accounts, I blocked people, I blocked words because I was just tired of the drudge of rumors and I'm tired of these rumors. I just want something to happen. Uh, Otani can sign any time now, so something can happen. I'm tired of all the rumors, and I'm tired of the Cardinals being linked to former Cardinals. Like, are we that worried about adding players that we don't know, that we're literally looking back to see who we can reacquire because we know them and... Uh, we're comfortable with them, and they're comfortable with our organization and our city. Like, is that what we're doing here? Because what over the weekend or uh, yesterday, I saw a rumor that the Cardinals could potentially be interested in re- with the reunion with Trevor Rosenthal. What? Like, what are we doing here, folks? And what is Mosaic doing? I guess we'll wait and see. If the jury is uh, still out again. Once the Sotani signing happens, the floodgates will open and it'll just come. The news will just come hot and heavy. So that's what we'll uh, hopefully be talking about for the rest of the week. But uh, to be quite frank with you, I'm just kind of getting tired of the rumors. I'm just waiting for something uh, to happen and just make something happen here, baseball. Get this thing going. We need to liven up the offseason. And uh, the Cardinals need to be more aggressive, need to be more into acquiring other people that have not played on the Cardinals before. This is just getting ridiculous, in my opinion. So, that's my two cents about what is going on with the Cardinals. The other thing that uh, was reported by uh, Derek Gold and uh, Katie Wu as well, uh, Katie pretty much uh, confirmed the ESPN Deportes news that uh, Yadier Molina will be joining the staff in some sort of a capacity. Uh, and uh, Derek Gold also elaborated on that as well with uh, the Mosellac and uh, Molina and Molina's agent uh, set to meet this week to discuss the specifics of his role with the cards, uh, but he won't have a, a daily a dugout role, and uh, that's what that ESPN Deportes um, report was that uh, that he wasn't going to be a, a specific coach, an everyday coach. He has family obligations in uh, Puerto Rico that he wants to have his, as his top priority. Yeah, I can't blame the guy uh, for that, but the 
organization want his presence around the entire team and not just focused on the uh, catchers. So uh, it looks like that, after all, Yachty will have a, a spot, of course. He has a spot on the coaching staff if he wants it, but it doesn't seem like he uh, does. He wants to focus on his uh, family right now. You can't blame the guy for that, uh, but it looks like he will have some sort of role and has been uh, reported by three different sources uh, there uh, this season and are just waiting to uh, make it official there and kind of put pen to paper on what's going to happen uh, there with Yachty as a coach uh, there. And that's all I really had on the uh, on the Cardinals front uh, there. So um, all the other just rumors are just kind of dribs and drabs of uh, players uh, potentially being moved. The winter meetings will conclude uh, tomorrow, so we need something to happen uh, by then. And you know, maybe the final day, all these meetings, so just everybody will be tired of it and like, all right. Let's go. Let's make something happen. Let's open the floodgates. And here we go. We'll have to see what happens uh, there. Also, I missed one on that. Um, I'm seeing this on uh, on X here that the uh, on this day in 2018, the Cardinals acquired Paul Goldschmidt. So there was that. Missed one on this date. But that's also an important, significant one for Cardinal Nation. At least there. All right. So I think I'm just so rambling at this point. I think I've been rambling for the past hour. It seems like that's what I do here on the uh, shows that I'm uh, by myself. Um, so I am uh, going to get out of here for the day. And I will also uh, hopefully be uh, back with Eric uh, tomorrow and he'll return on uh, the uh, show to uh, uh, eat some humble pie with the loss that FAU is going to suffer tonight. Don't forget, well, this evening, I guess. 4.30, pregame, 5.30, over on 98.9 the game. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll lead it off with the Illinois victory on first things first tomorrow. Book it. I mean, unless, unless Otani signs with the Blue Jays or something and not the Cubs. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Signs with the Blue Jays? The team in blue, the Dodgers, I guess, too. The team in blue, but not the Cubbies. I'd play the sound effect again if I if I didn't want to ruin the bed. I don't want to ruin that. So I'll get out of here. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to me ramble for the last hour. Thanks for downloading. And uh, we'll be back full strength, better than ever, tomorrow with Eric. So until then, have a great rest of your day.